the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? How much? It's Friday. It's uh, it's always a good day to talk Cowboys. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we've got some uh, interesting takes about uh, potential new backup quarterbacks for the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. Uh, so in case you haven't noticed, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the, the backup quarterback position doesn't look great right now. They've got Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> Cooper Rush is back. I, I kind of forgot that he left for a, a little bit. Uh, they've got <laughs> Ben DiNucci. Um, so not a lot proven there, Landon, but it does sound like the Cowboys have an interest in bringing in a vet. Uh, they are meeting with Brett Hundley right now, I believe, as we speak, mm-hmm. uh, a former draft pick by the, the Packers, uh, played with the Seahawks for a while. Now he was with the Cardinals in 2019-2020. What would be your thoughts if the Cowboys did add Brett Hundley? It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, it's funny because the, the current backups that they have on the roster – uh, uh, you know, they've all played, they've all taken snaps for the Cowboys at one mm-hmm. point or another. Uh, and, and, and that's probably why they're going out to get Brett Hundley, exactly. right? Yep. Is that they've, they've seen what these guys can do, uh, to, in a large degree. You know, I think Danucci's a guy that they probably still, you know, looking to develop. They may not be finished with him yet as far as <laughs> thinking he has a future. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think that they're in a spot where they want to put him back out there to start another game if Dak got hurt. So, you know, it, it, Hunley makes a ton of sense for a yeah, lot of reasons. You know, it's the obviously the connection with McCarthy makes a ton of sense. He knows the kind of system that McCarthy uh, runs, at least the terminology wise. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it might be a little bit different with Kellen Moore and, and how, you know, that kind of flavor of McCarthy offense. So there may be a little bit of a learning curve, but not much, you know, just because he has spent so much time there. And then I, I think that the athletic profile that that Hunley provides, even at this age, yeah, uh, is is similar to what Dak. Uh, it's just, he has a similar game than to what Dak plays. I mean, obviously not as good, uh, nearly as good, but mm-hmm. I think it's similar styles of game that I think if you were to swap him into a game with Dak, you could call the game, you know, probably pretty similarly uh, and, and realize that, that, you know, that, that Hunley's strengths and weaknesses are probably similar to Dak's, except maybe, uh, you know, on a, on a way, on a way lower scale to a large degree. So I, I, I think in, on those fronts, it makes a lot of sense just because he provides you a guy who, could you know as much as you can with a backup quarterback seamlessly go into the offense and and hopefully not change the play the playing style uh, that you're used to playing with Dak. The other thing is, I think he has tools, and he's just a guy that hasn't been in a system for very long, right? He's bounced around a couple different teams, and partly because Mike McCarthy left Green Bay, right? I think he was certainly somebody that McCarthy liked. Uh, we know that he's big and strong and has a you know a big arm. Uh, we also know that he's athletic. So, in terms of like, if you're going to develop a guy too, like this is not the worst thing in the world. I don't think he's a complete sure. product at all. So, is he going to be a high level starting quarterback? No, 
But I don't, again, I don't necessarily think that he's done developing either. So if the Cowboys go with Brett Hundley, it would not be all that surprising. I still think he would probably battle with Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush for the quarterback two job, and that's fine. It's not going to cost them a lot of money, which is another thing that I'm sure the Cowboys, especially Stephen Jones, really like is you can get him pretty cheap. I think this makes a lot of sense, Landon. I, 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 I almost can't envision it not happening at this stage. Yeah, I mean, it certainly makes more sense than some, you know, than Jeff Driscoll or or some of the yeah. names that we heard previously. Just from a ten thousand foot view, right? It's just like a lot of there's two major things like that we just mentioned that kind of line up uh, right away. So yeah, I, I agree. It makes just too much sense, and and I also agree about the, your assessment of Hunley. Hunley didn't get a ton of snaps to actually play in the NFL this time. You know, I mean this this. He, in his career, he just I mean, hasn't had decent. He was pretty decent in the preseason when he played in it. Yep. I believe it was, I'm trying to think of the year, um, 2017. He 17, started nine right? games. That was the game where Rodgers, uh, the season where Rodgers got hurt. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the touchdown interception ratio, I know it's not good. I, I mean, he, he just didn't play that well in, in, in that season. But he did show there was a couple games he played really, really well in. I do think teams caught up to him a little bit and. Maybe McCarthy didn't do the best job of like adjusting the offense, but it wasn't like he was a train wreck out there. Yeah. And I think also, you know, I mean, what we know about Rodgers at the end is that he, the offense was basically being made vanilla so Rodgers could change it at the line of scrimmage. Exactly. You know, so yes. that he could have, because Rodgers wanted all the control to, to, to change everything. So when Rodgers is gone, guess what? Like, you don't have Rodgers anymore, and Hunley is not that guy. So you're now running this vanilla offense that is made for Rodgers to be making a whole bunch of line checks and, and making adjustments based on what he sees, except the problem is that you have a guy in Hunley who doesn't have a ton of experience, like we said. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think he, he got those nine games, and then that's basically the most that he got as far as experience. So I think that there is uh, some development that can continue to happen with him. Um, and I like I said, I, I don't – he's clearly – not on Dak's level, but no backup quarterback is. What you're hoping for is a guy that can kind of step in in a in a game, and the you know the the, the offense doesn't have to make huge adjustments to the playing style of the of the new quarterback that's coming in. You know, hopefully it's just a little bit slightly more slightly more conservative version of the game plan that they went into the went into the game with uh, before Dak got hurt. I also want to say, if you look at the end of the season schedule in 2017, when when Hundley did play, it. it it really wasn't all that bad. For example, they played at Pittsburgh and they lost 31 to 28. They hung in that game. It came down to a last second field goal. They beat Tampa Bay in overtime. They beat the Browns. They lost to the Panthers 31 24. That was a Panthers team that made the playoffs. They lost to the Vikings the next week. And then he didn't play in week 17. So he kept them competitive. The stats weren't always great, but I don't think he was a disaster. I think that's why I think he's at least somewhat intriguing again, fairly young um Lynn, i want to talk about what happened with jeff driscoll because yeah it, a couple of weeks ago it sounded like this was likely to happen right like jeff driscoll was visiting the cowboys it sounded like there was interest and that ultimately didn't pan out uh so i do want to talk about that but before we do i want to tell you guys about bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action 
Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all their great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Landon. So I actually have a little bit of information on how this played out with Jeff Driscoll and Brett Hundley. And if you allow me to, I'll, I'll kind of explain as, as quickly as I can what can happen. <laughs> please, please do, because I obviously, as anyone who follows me on Twitter uh, can attest, I've been a little bit confused as to the timeline of this because it, it didn't quite make sense to me. So please. Yeah. So the Cowboys are obviously in the backup quarterback market. There's no secret about that. And Jeff Driscoll was somebody who was mentioned and uh, the Cowboys brought him in, worked him out, brought him to the facility. And I think they liked Driscoll, but I don't think they had any intention on signing him right now. Uh, I think the plan was, Hey, this is somebody we're going to write on our emergency list. If something were to happen to Dak or let's say Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush, this is somebody that we can bring in and think that they can play relatively quickly without a lot of snaps. Again, much like what they did last year with Garrett Gilbert, right? An athletic, big, strong arm quarterback that they pulled off the street and played was nine days later or something like that. I don't get the impression that they ever wanted to spend even two and a half million, like what Driscoll's getting on that player. I think, again, I think this was somebody after week one when salaries aren't guaranteed and they can pay you by a week by week basis. I think that's where the Cowboys were interested in with Jeff Driscoll. I also think, let me rephrase that. I also know that the Cowboys like Brett Hundley better than Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. They just think he's a better backup quarterback for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, right? He knows the scheme. He knows the terminology. I think he's somebody that Mike McCarthy likes. I just think that's a far more likely outcome to have him be the backup than Jeff Driscoll. We'll see if the Cowboys come to an agreement with Hundley in the next day or two. And if they don't, I'm not really worried about it because I don't think people are beating down the door of Brett Hundley to go sign him right now in the offseason. So if they sign him, great. If not, I'm sure you can sign him in July and August if you need to. Yeah, and I think the weird thing with the whole Driscoll situation is that you know, we're still getting we're still getting used to and I don't even want to call it a post-COVID situation, but a moving out of COVID yeah, situation, yes. right? Because somebody the Cowboys bringing a, a player into Dallas to work out like is pretty you know, especially during in the context of a COVID. Right. Yeah, they're not they're not really fooling around. And so usually you see those guys get signed, right? Or if they don't get signed, it's because of money considerations, right? Right. So that that's why it kind of felt weird to me was simply because yeah, you know, they brought him in all the way in for a workout and then they didn't sign him and then it turns out he signed for only like up to 2.5 million dollars with houston so it just seems like there was a weird missing information but i think if you look at it through what you suggested the context of hey this is a guy that we're kicking tires on that could potentially be someone that you know maybe down the road uh if things go terribly we could sign you know uh off off the street like gilbert Mm -hmm. that makes more sense and again it's just us kind of getting used to business going back to usual or as much as it can in, in the NFL. Yeah. I, again, I think Hunley is going to be signed eventually by this I team. We'll just see what, all right. So if it's not Hunley Landon, who is it going to be? Do you think it is Garrett Gilbert or do you think it's somebody else? And 
If you would like, I put together a list of guys that I think could potentially be options and we can run through them, but it's not great. out. It's there. not a great list. I know that. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, Gilbert, I think Gilbert deserved a shot after what he showed us I in, in that Pittsburgh game. I mean, I, I, I was just super impressed with what he was able to do. I, I didn't have any kind of expectations for him or, or that he was going to be able to do anything. And, and what he was able to do in that game, I thought was really impressive considering i mean i think you said it wasn't he signed like nine days before nine days before he played yep that's that's really impressive i think so i personally thought that he should have gotten a little bit more of a shot uh to continue to start or at least start some other games um you know i i think now that we're kind of resetting and we have a little bit different pool of choices to choose from i mean i think gilbert should still be in that mix i think hunley is is pretty clearly a, a step up from there um Let's hear the list, but I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine it's anything good. All right. So the first name, and really the only name in free agency that I, I think is somewhat intriguing is Robert Griffin III, who actually on Twitter said he would be very open to joining Dallas. Is that one that you would be interested in? Because I, I would be. Hun- I would probably really? prefer Hunley. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't disagree. I, I think if, if it's not Hunley, I think RG three is the next guy. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, I I'm not really a fan of RG three, but uh, I, I mostly because I think his playing style is not sustainable, and and I don't know that he's a good enough, accurate enough thrower of the football in the pocket to, uh, you know, and and, and he's not the same athlete that he was a well, few could, years could, ago. Could he get you through two games? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, we're. We're picking on. Yeah. We're, I, I'm not giving the positives here, but I, there are there are positives that he has that no other obviously quarterback that's on the market has, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and I do think his athleticism is still such that it it, it adds an element to uh, uh, his, the position that can can cover up a lot of other bad yeah. stuff, right? So uh, the the being able to being an athletic quarterback, especially like for a backup or or uh, you know it, when you're learning, is is always better because it just gives you a, another op- angle of opportunity to, to get yards or to continue to move the chains that sort of thing. So I think Griffin has an element of that. I think Hunley has that too. Maybe not. Maybe he's not quite this has a speed that RG three had at certain points, but, but they're not far off. And I also think that Hunley, I would trust more operating inside of a pocket than, than I think I would RG three. So, uh, but I think that outside of that, yeah, I mean, who else is even on that list? Like well, for free agents, um, if you talk about changing styles, how about Matt Barkley? No. Okay. No. (laughs) Sean Mannion. No. No. Okay. No. Now, I, I do think if you go through some depth charts landed of teams or some guys that are at like, uh, I'll, I'll give you some of the guys that I wrote down that are currently on depth charts that I think would make a lot of sense. What about like Trevor Simeon, who is currently on, uh, I believe, Tennessee's depth chart? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, I mean, New I Orleans. Think... New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, man, New Orleans has got to hold on to all the quarterbacks they got, I imagine. But well, they got three that ahead of them, right? Jameis, Taysom Hill, and Ian Book. Who they what's 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 round. the old saying? I, I got when you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Yeah, yeah they've got yeah, three, yeah. so that's yeah. less than none, I imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, I think you're right that 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 there is certainly going to be a change in the uh, in the market in the available stock in the market. Uh, you know, once we get a couple weeks into training camp and and cuts start happening, there'll be some more names. But I mean, they're not going to get 
that much better than what we've got now. You know, maybe one or two names that you might have a preference over. But honestly, I, I mean, I, Hunley is the guy that I would, you know what I'm saying? Like Hunley yeah, yeah, yeah. is the guy, like the guy that like, oh, he got cut. That makes sense. Like, so I kind of feel like it's just Hunley. Okay. I'll give you a couple more just because it's fun. What about yeah, Jake? Let's, let's what about Jake Fromm in Buffalo? Jake Fromm. I, I mean, I, I still think of him as playing at Georgia. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, look, what, what am I, what am I doing with the weak armed, uh, you know, uh, this isn't, this isn't Kellen Moore. I mean, I don't need, I don't need Kellen Moore, a right-handed Kellen Moore. I'm good. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tug at your heartstrings a little bit. What about Jared Stidham? No. Okay. Don't do that to me, man. Uh, <laughs> I actually think that Stidham would be a good choice. And I'm not just just being a homer. No, because I think he has some athleticism again, like kind of what we were talking about. So I I I don't disagree. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't think he's going to be good. But again, I think he has the athleticism that he can at least do something when he can't throw the football because he can't, you know, fit it in that window. But, you know, I I think those are the kind of players we should be looking at as far as uh, backup quarterbacks because – First of all, the offense kind of can sustain that because Dak has an element of that. And second of all, I, I it, like I said, it just gives you more opportunity. And if anything, it's it's going to force coverage to to, to you know to, to, to into more zone to try to watch this guy run the football, and then that might give better opportunities for him to throw the football to guys like Dak and 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 CD and and Gallup. So okay. yeah, I would say any anybody that can get. Uh, a, a little bit of athleticism added to the game that they can use their legs is probably someone that would be preferable to a from or a Sean Mannion or those kind yeah. of guys. Um, and if they Nick, went to Auburn, even better, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Nick Foles. <laughs> you can't. You know what's funny? As I thought about Nick Foles, because I'm like, oh, he's the third stringer in Chicago, and then I went to go see like how much Chicago would save by cutting him. And they would actually, it would cost them eight million to move on from Nick Foles. So, so I'm not trading for Nick Foles <laughs> if that's what you're asking. No, if you trade not. for him, you guarantee him fourteen million, which is <laughs> Chicago. I don't, I don't know, know if I, I don't know if I wanted to pay Nick Foles yeah. fourteen million. I don't, Last I, let one, me think I got, about it. I got one that's fun. I got one that's fun. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew makes some sense. I, I, I think Gardner Minshew might might actually be. Uh, a hot commodity though like you know what i'm saying like i mean look I think he's somebody that jacksonville holds on to and just waits for like a week five injury for like a team that just needs to, somebody to get passable play for eight weeks i wouldn't give him away i mean you know what i'm saying like look yeah. I, 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 it's a valuable commodity he, he's he's not a great quarterback I and mean, he's certainly not someone that you're building your franchise around but he is certainly a, a guy who you could plug into a, a decent offense and he can you know operate it i think sure. I, I mean i, think I agree he's, he's shown that much so uh, uh, those guys i, I would cheap. say that he, That's the other thing. he's, he's a, really cheap he's a tier above all these guys yeah as far i as agree I'm because i think he still has the potential to go somewhere and maybe be a decent starter somewhere i mean not no, good I, but a decent i starter, right? i think if again let's if something were to happen to a deck, like it happened last year, I think that's now an option trading for a Gardner Minshew. Like if you have to give up a fourth or fifth round pick and you just want to, you want to get somebody in there with experience who can get the ball to your playmakers and have a competent offense. I think that makes sense. Trading for him now doesn't make a lot of doesn't sense. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I right. agree. That's that's something we we always need to consider with this stuff, guys. Is is timing of this is is always huge. Yes. You're not gonna you're not gonna bring in a veteran presence uh, of guys for guys. 
that that you at a position where you have a bunch of young guys before yeah. training camp because you want to yeah. see what those young guys do in training camp. And let's be honest, those veterans don't want to go through training camp. So you, you use the training camp opportunity to see what you have in the young players you've got. Then once you've established a base of, okay, this is what these guys are, where do I need to go shopping yeah. a little bit more? That's when you start going to trade for these veteran guys to, to kind of fill in your roster because you know you have problems. Uh, last one. If we're looking at backup quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. Carson Wentz. Uh, no, I mean, it's bad. I, I, I'm joking, but there's there's no discernible difference between the starters <laughs> and the backups in the rest of the NFC East. Sorry. Sorry, Washington. Sorry. I mean, yeah. it's funny because Gardner Mitchew is a younger Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Like... You know what? That's exactly what I was going to comment to. <laughs> I, I think he could have a Ryan Fitzpatrick career in the NFL. Yes. Where... I mean, that's exactly who I thought of when, when, when you mentioned yeah. it, I was just like, oh, man, he's going to end up being Fitzpatrick. For eight games a year, he is going to be unstoppable. Because he has that same kind of like moxie that comes yeah, out of the from nowhere that no one yeah, understands, yeah. right? Like, yeah, there's something there. I, I, I agree. Just sign Brett Hundley, Dallas, and then we can be yeah. over. I, I I hate talking about backup quarterbacks because yeah. if if that goes down like we saw last year, Landon, it doesn't matter, right? It, yeah, it, it's, it's a it Tom Moore, right? It's, it's a Tom, Tom Moore. Yeah. We're going to keep mentioning Tom Moore. Please go to YouTube and watch it. It's really funny. Yeah, we uh, can't say we can't say the line on here because we're a family show, but it's it's worth yeah. mentioning. And, and that's the thing, right? Is that all these guys? You know, it, it's there's like. It's it's ugly because you're oh, talking yeah. about yeah. you're talking about worst case scenario is, is yes. what you're planning for and that's never fun to discuss. To be honest. Nobody has a good backup quarterback situation in the NFL. It just it doesn't happen. It's make the Cowboys. The Cowboys had the best backup quarterback situation <laughs> it didn't last matter. year. Look how that turned out, guys. Yeah, so. the backup because the offensive line was so bad, the backup couldn't even stay healthy. So that's just. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm glad that season's over with. Yeah, uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Audacity, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to follow the show on YouTube. You can follow Lane at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.